The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 20 greatest last-second game-ending moments in college football history. We count down the 10 greatest, numbers 10 to 1. In our last podcast, we counted down numbers 20 through 11. For a quick recap, number 20, the blocked field goal to secure the upset in the big house, Appalachian State 34, Michigan 32. Number 19, a Hail Mary thrown into a sea of defenders. Arkansas State 26, Memphis 23. Number 18, vanquished by the same play twice to end the game. LSU 22, Oregon 21. Number 17, the game-winning field goal that was never recorded. Texas Tech 0, uh, McMurray 0. Number 16, the backup quarterback's miraculous touchdown pass in the last moments of the game. Oregon 41, UCLA 40. Number 15, Two touchdowns in the last minute to secure the game of the year. San Jose State 45, Fresno State 41. Number 14, the touchdown to avoid the upset for the defending national champs. Texas 20, UCLA 17. Number 13, the stunned announcer yelled, touchdown Bulldogs, touchdown Bulldogs, touchdown Bulldogs. Louisiana Tech 29, Alabama 28. Number 12, the bluegrass miracle. LSU 33, Kentucky 30. Number 11, the miracle in the big house. Colorado 27, Michigan 26. Well, what games are remaining? What last second endings are left on our top 10 list of the greatest last second game ending moments in the history of college football? Without further ado, here we go. Number 10, Flutie lets loose a prayer. November 23rd, 1984, Boston College 47, Miami of Florida 45. Number 10, Boston College entered the game 7 and 2. Number 12, Miami entered the game 8-3, and three, and they had won the national championship the year before. Playing in the Orange Bowl, the teams marched up and down the field all game long. Boston College, with 28 seconds left, was down 45-41, and the wretched is etched into college football law forever. With the ball to run 20 in three plays, the Eagles flew, pardon the pun, down to the Hurricanes 48 with six seconds left. This is when Doug Flutie, quarterback for Boston College, scrambled out of the pocket and let loose a prayer from midfield that his roommate Gerard Phelan caught in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. And behold, one of the most iconic plays in college football history that ended one of the greatest games ever played. Number nine, David knocks off Goliath. January 1st, 2007. Boise State 43, Oklahoma 42. Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. In what may have been the greatest finish in the history of college football, I had a hard time putting this at number nine thinking it should be one, two, or three, this game defined David knocking off Goliath. It pitted Boise State from the whack against Oklahoma. The final two minutes and overtime served up an ending to end all endings. And again, I don't know why I have this rank so low. With a little one minute remaining and the game tied at 28, Oklahoma's Marcus Walker intercepted the Broncos and returned it for a touchdown to give the Sooners a 35-28 lead with one minute left in the game. On the ensuing drive, the Broncos drove to midfield where they faced fourth and 18 with 18 seconds remaining. And here is what happened. Bronco quarterback Jared Zabrinski threw to Drisson James, who caught the ball at the 35-yard line, surrounded by five Sooner defenders. James scooped the ball to Jared 
Crab, who running in stride, took the ball. It was a hook and ladder play and raced 35 yards untouched for the heart-pounding touchdown. A hook and ladder, 50 yards, set the stage for only the unthinkable to happen in overtime. Oklahoma got the ball first, and Adrian Peterson scores a touchdown. Now the Broncos are down 42-35, to and they get their chance. They move the ball to the five-yard line, where the Broncos direct snap the ball to the halfback, Vinny Peretta, who then threw a touchdown to Derek Schumann. With the score of 42-41, to Boise State put all the chips on the table and went for two instead of kicking the game-tying extra point to send the game into overtime. So here we go. What did they do? They ran the Statue of Liberty play. Zambrowski went back to pass and froze, and behind his back, he handed the ball to Johnson, who raced into the end zone to secure the miraculous win in what may have been the greatest finish in the history of college football. Again, I have no idea why I ranked this so low. Number eight, Harvard beats Yale, 29-29. On November 23rd, 1968, Harvard 29, Yale 29. See, both teams met undefeated for the first time since 1912, and in the final minute, Yale led 29-13. That's an 18-point lead in the final minute. Harvard scores two touchdowns, a two-point conversion, recovers an onside kick, and scores again. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The Harvard Crimson entered the game 8-0. The Yale Bulldogs entered the game 8-0. The Ivy League title was at stake for arguably the Ivy League's most intense rivalry. The Crimson trailed 29-13 late in the fourth quarter. The Crimson went on a 14-play, 86-yard drive with 42 seconds left in the game. Harvard trailed by 16 points. But the drive culminated with a touchdown to close the gap to 29-21. to And then a recovered onside kick followed that as well. Harvard ran 14 yards and a face mask penalty all amounted to the most famous last play with four seconds remaining. On the last play, quarterback Frank Chompy avoided a fierce pass rush and found halfback Vic Gatto in the end zone. With no time on the clock, Chompy hit Pivani to complete the utterly implausible comeback. 16 points in the final 42 seconds. The next day, the Harvard Crimson ran the headlines, Harvard beat Yale 29-29. Number seven, the kick six, November 30th, 2013. Auburn 34, Alabama 28, the Iron Bowl. Number one, Alabama entered the Iron Bowl undefeated, 11-0. They had won two consecutive BCS national championships and were smack in the middle of the dynasty. Number four, Auburn entered the Iron Bowl 10-1. This game was dripping with intrigue, and with 32 seconds left, Auburn tied the game at 28. They kicked off to the Crimson Tide. The Tide drove to the 38-yard line, and then time ran out, or did it. Alabama coach Nick Saban challenged, stating that the game still had one second remaining on the clock, and after a video review, one second was indeed put back on the clock. And now here we go. Having missed three field goals earlier in the game, Coach Saban opted to sit kicker Cade Foster in the fourth quarter and give freshman redshirt Adam Griffith a try. The Crimson Tide lined up for the potential game-winning 57-yard field goal. The kick was short. Auburn's Chris Davis, standing back on the far goal line, simply caught the ball just in front of the goalposts. He raced 109 yards down the sidelines, scoring on the last play of the game. Number six. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. Cal 25, Stanford 20, November 20th, 1982. It was a finish to top all finishes. It started with John Elway, who led the Cardinals to an improbable comeback with four seconds left. All Stanford had to do was kick off and tackle. What followed is etched into college football lore forever. Stanford squibbed the kick. Cal's Kevin Moan takes the ball at the Cal 45. 
races a few yards and laterals to Richard Rogers, who then laterals to Dwight Gardner, who then runs five yards and laterals back to Rogers, who races to the California 45 before he laterals to Marriott Ford. You following all this? Well, at the same time, mind you, the Stanford band enters the field in the Stanford end zone. Ford races to the 27 and tosses a blind lateral over his shoulder to Moan, who had originally gathered to kick off earlier in the play, five laterals earlier. And through a sea of players, as well as 144 band members, he runs into the end zone and straight into Gary Tyrell's trombone to end the most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting finish in the history of college football. Well, now we're down to the last five. Do you know what they are? Do you know what games we're missing? Here we go. The longest play in college football history, October 27, 2007. Trinity 28, Millsaps 24. On the last play of the game, facing fourth and four, with two seconds remaining, Trinity threw 15 laterals to score on a 61-yard touchdown. The play took over one minute, considered to be the longest play ever in the history of college football. The play actually matriculated downfield to the 40-yard line, went back to the 49-yard line, matriculated to the 35-yard line, and then went back to the 50-yard line, where eventually Trinity wide receiver Ronald Curry scored the game-winning touchdown. Number four, the first team in history of college football to lose a game on the last play while leading and possessing the ball. This is one you don't hear very often. September 11, 1999, UNLV 27, Baylor 24. Baylor entered the game 0-1 and UNLV was 1-0 and had never defeated a Big 12 opponent. Playing at home in front of 32,000 fans, Baylor led 24-21 with eight seconds to play. Now follow this. Baylor has the ball at the UNLV eight-yard line. Really, all he had to do was take a knee to secure the win. But instead, the Baylor coach, Kevin Steele, called for a running play. Darrell Bush fumbled. UNLV's defensive end, Kevin Thompson, recovers, picks it up in the end zone, and races down the sideline untouched for the winning 100-yard touchdown run to secure UNLV's stunning win. Baylor infamously became the first team in the history of college football to lose on the last play of the game while leading and possessing the ball. Number three, Vince Young's heroics. Texas 41, USC 38, January 4, 2006, the Rose Bowl. The hype for this game was out of the world, and what was even more improbable, more stunning, was the game actually exceeded expectations. In front of over 93,000 fans, both teams entered the game undefeated. Number one, USC 12-0 versus number two, Texas 12-0. USC was going for its third straight national championship, was on a seemingly unstoppable 34-game winning streak, and had two Heisman winners on its team. Texas was equally formidable. The Longhorns were on a 19-game winning streak, and it had a quarterback who that night was to become a legend. In perhaps one of the greatest, or possibly the greatest, championship game ever played, with an arsenal of future NFL talent on the field, quarterback Vince Young brought Texas back from a 38 26 deficit with 6.42 to play. And with 19 seconds left in the game, on fourth and five, he took matters into his own hands and darted nine yards for the game-winning touchdown. That night, Vince Young accounted for 267 yards through the air, 200 on the ground, three touchdowns, 467 total yards. Well, there are two last-second incredible game-ending moments remaining. And if Vince Young's heroics didn't make it, the longest play in the history of college football didn't make it. The Stanford band being on the field didn't make it. What did? Pause. Consider. What are the two games remaining? Number two. The 40 seconds that changed the course of history. USC 7, Duke 3. January 2nd, 1939, the Rose Bowl. 
I've said this over and over, and I'll say it again. I'm not given to hyperbole, but I find no loss in the history of college football no more stunning than this one. Had the game been 40 seconds shorter, Duke would have amassed defeat. No other Division I-A college football team ever amassed. They would have gone undefeated, untied, unscored upon for the entire season. As it is, Duke is one of only three teams since 1920 to procure the feat in the regular season in Division I-A. Now, here is the big picture. USC put in a fourth-string quarterback, Doyle Nave, who completed three passes in the closing minutes, the last an 18-yard touchdown to Al Kruger with 40 seconds remaining to come from behind and win 7-3. to Had just one of those passes fell incomplete, who had a fourth-string quarterback not had the drive of his life, the 1938 Blue Devils most assuredly would have been considered the greatest college football team in history. What actually happened was this. The game was scoreless for three quarters. With time running out in the third quarter, Duke's George McAfee had a 26-yard punt to USC's 49-yard line. A Tipton to McAfee pass set up Duke at the USC 25. And a few plays later, now in the fourth quarter, with 14 minutes remaining, Duke's Tony Ruffer kicked a field goal to give the Blue Devils what must have seemed like an insurmountable 3 to nothing lead. Remember, they had not yielded a point all season. And then it happened. With two minutes remaining in the game, USC was on Duke's 35-yard line. Coach Howard Jones from USC made the gamble of a lifetime. He inserted a fourth-string quarterback, Doyle Nave, to try to generate anything. And this singular move forever changed the history of college football. Nave completed two consecutive passes to Al Kruger that moved USC to the 16-yard line. With 40 seconds remaining, he threw a touchdown pass to Kruger to secure what I consider the greatest upset in history of college football. Well, now here we are. One last second game-winning moment remaining. Do you know what's left? What is the greatest last second ending to any game in college football history? In our opinion, here it is. A comeback for the ages. December 19th, 1980. BYU 46, SMU 45. BYU's comeback to stun SMU is a comeback for the ages. And one can make a tangible argument, and I'll make it here, that is the greatest comeback in college football history, certainly the greatest last-minute ending in college football history. SMU entered the game 8-3, and three, and they were led by the Pony Express, the famed backfield of running backs Eric Dickerson and Craig James. BYU entered the game 11-1, and one, and this means they had quarterback Jim McMahon. The powerful Pony Express stormed out of the gates like thoroughbreds, you'll pardon the pun here, and SMU was in complete command with two and a half minutes left in the game, 45 to 25. Two and a half minutes left, 20-point lead. Now follow this very carefully. BYU scores a touchdown. Then they try an onside kick, and they recover it. BYU then scored a second touchdown on a Scott Phillips run. They try a second onside kick, but that failed. After three downs, SMU had to punt. BYU blocked the punt, and suddenly BYU had the ball on the SMU 41-yard line with 13 seconds left. BYU quarterback Jim McMahon threw two incomplete passes. With one play left in the game, Jim McMahon takes the snap, drops back, and hurls the ball downfield to tight end Clay Brown, who leaps between two defenders and catches the last-second 41-yard touchdown reception. There were zeros on the clock when place kicker Kurt Gunther kicks the extra point to secure the greatest last-second comeback in the history of college football. Well, there you have it, the 20 greatest last-second game-ending moments in the history of college football. I know you may be thinking you left out this game or you left out that game. You should have had this game ranked higher and that game ranked lower, but maybe, just maybe, we gave you some 
games to consider for the 20 most incredible last-second game-ending moments in the history of college football. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.